Hello and welcome to the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Wilson. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and a board-certified massage therapist practicing in San Diego, California. And this podcast is um, focused on expanding on the topics that I cover in my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy. And um, the first half of the book, I offer tips and ideas on how to reduce swelling in the face and body. Um, These are for my clients. Um, I take clients after plastic surgery with swelling and also with the diagnosis of lymphedema. And I'm actually getting a little bit into chronic illnesses as well. Um, I'm finding that uh, manual lymphatic drainage really is helping some people who are struggling with chronic illness and don't really have, like Western medicine doesn't really understand um, exactly what's wrong with them. Anyways, and then the second half of the book is balancing the immune system. And um, in the second half of the book, I talk about meditation and I'd like to talk about um, something that we all have that when we sit in silence um, after the first few blissful meditations where everything seems amazing, um, kind of the dark side comes in a little bit, um, whatever we're um, keeping busy to keep away from can show up in meditation. Um, and I found this out um, a few years ago the hard way because um, no one kind of, I, I didn't have, I didn't listen to a podcast episode like this one um, that kind of told me what to expect from meditation. And I see a lot of books on beginning meditation and a lot of, you know, the studies and the research out there kind of um, talk directly about all of meditation's values, which it has a bunch of values. It's really good for the immune system. Um, But maybe they don't cover in as much detail um, what can actually go through your mind when you're meditating. Uh, And so I built up a pretty good practice. I was doing 20 minutes twice a day. And um, people, when they talked about this, it was kind of in a generic way. Um, So I didn't really, like maybe I'm obtuse, but I need someone to really spell things out for me. And they had talked about um, this phrase, like the dark night of the soul, or um, you might have to do some, like fix, fix, you know, some stuff that's inside you, kind of that quote um, from the 70s, like do your own work, um, some internal work, and then to get clear about things. So how that happened for me is that um, my internal critic came out. And um, so the the concept of the internal critic, which I think is also the super ego, is um, it's the voice inside your head that has the judge thoughts to judge yourself. Um, it's like your own, you're your own worst critic type. That critic that they're talking about is the inner critic. So it's like the voice in my head that told me, um, you know, that I'm not meditating right, that I'm not doing it right, that I don't like it, that I should stop. Um, and I don't really have that much of an internal critic, but what I found in meditation is that Um, everything that I had kind of like lived my life by, I like philosophy is such a nice word, but it's like my personal internal rules. Um, I was kind of being shown them during meditation, um, in how I dealt with 
meditation, I could directly see, like, this is how I deal with the rest of my life. Like, I tend to get really irritated really easily um, and, like, go in just into this, like, cycle. Um, So I was able to see that that cycle was happening. And on the other side of that, now that I'm way more aware of it, the advice that I would say is, like, know that it's going to come up and that you can use it for your own good if you would like to. Um, And I'm going to link um, on the Facebook page for Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy to a really interesting um, YouTube video by Steve Chapman. It's on the inner critic. So his idea is to use creativity um, to kind of look at his inner critic. So I actually took his advice and I drew my inner critic today. And um, she's a woman with her hands on her hips and she has a bun and glasses. And um, the interesting thing about her is that she has, um, instead of a regular body, she ended up having a ruler as a body. And um, that was because she represents um, my train of thought when I feel like I'm not going to measure up to something. So whatever it is, she's always measuring. Um, and that's, that's my inner critic. It's always, um, am I going to be able to do my best? Am I, am I keeping up? Um, and so I wanted to focus, um, this podcast on kind of, um, in meditation, these things might come up and then, so it's good to be aware of them. And they come up, and for me, in my experience, like they have a stronger voice um, than usual. So I'm able to, and the meditation has given me um, the ability to see it, that it's a thought, and then go back to being able to focus on my breath or whatever I'm focusing on. And then that lets me kind of pop into seeing in regular life when this voice comes up and that I still have an inner critic like I meditate but like nothing's changed with my psycho a psyche I still have an inner critic so this voice will come up and um, kind of judge me and the good thing is that I'll be able to recognize it so I kind of find myself like looking to the left when I hear that voice and it's like oh like you didn't need to and my inner critic is always like super rude like way ruder than I would be to anyone else is that this voice in my head is like really rude and kind of like swears um and I tend I can swear a lot so it's not like it comes out of nowhere but just the the instant swearing is like it's almost funny now um that I can see that it's not Um, something that I should necessarily take seriously Um, and I can be aware that it is my inner critic the second you know the judgment sets in I can see that it's not actually my own thinking but it's the critic thinking Um, so it's not my normal positive logical thoughts it's like just this kind of crazy voice coming out of the corner so the further work that I do is I try to, um, I try to ask it, like, what's the, what's the, the base, the underlying, like, it's never, it's always anger, 
but then anger is masking fear. So I try to just ask myself, um, like, what am I, what am I afraid of? And not kind of in a, um, with the, you know, like, oh, well, what are you so afraid of? There's nothing really to be afraid of because there always is for me. So I always know that there is something to be afraid of and I want to get to the core. I want to see the real issue, not to discount it, um, but to see the truth that the inner critic is trying to come, you know, to me. So my inner critic will come up like at 11 o'clock at night if it's way past my bedtime and like, why can't you get to bed? Like, why don't you put the stupid computer down and stuff? So, but the, the, there, there's the kernel of, you know, goodness in the center of it, which is like, I should go to bed because I am ruining the next morning and I'm going to wake up at eight o'clock and I'm not going to, you know, be able to hit the ground running for work and whatever. Um, so the other thing is, um, the use of affirmations in meditation. And I think there's a wide range of ways you can use affirmations, but I would, I would caution that I, I haven't tried to use affirmations to silence the inner critic because I don't think that we should silence the inner critic. Um, in my experience, I've found that instead of trying to like think so positive that I drown out any negative, the inner critic is there and it's useful and which is why it stays because it protects us from danger. So knowing the danger and then being able to respond to the danger rather than react to it is um, the value of the inner critic for me. Thanks and have a good day.